On this episode, we smoke the Ferriotego Timeless Supreme 554, and we talk about the history of Nat Sherman cigars. Welcome to Burn Line. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And welcome everybody to Burn Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Thacker Jr. Hi, I'm your host, Nicholas. Hi, John. Do I, does anyone ever call you JT? Yeah, I get JT, I get Thacker, I get Hacker, I get John Richard, but that's typically when my wife is mad at me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we've got this Timeless Supreme from Ferriotego, and uh, a little bit about this cigar. If we uh, look at the presentation really quick, um, it's kind of cool. So the cigar itself is a 5x54, which is sort of where they got the 554, you know, for for the cigar, uh, which is an odd shape, right? Because it's like a uh, Toro that got cut down or a Robusto that grew. Yeah. Um, like it's fatter. Yeah. But so it, it doesn't quite fit, but it's a it's a very attractive shape, actually, like the ratio of the size to the length. And then it's box pressed. It's kind of a soft box press. Yep. Not super crisp. Um, I think it looks fantastic. It does have a natural wrapper. Um, so this cigar has an MSRP of 1125 and it is a Nicaraguan Puro. It's uh, all Nicaraguan tobacco rolled by Placencia Cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, um, with a natural wrapper. So it's got this uh, interesting box. Um, it's like a gold, gold, I guess. Um, and then the lid is black with the timeless lettering on it. And then the individual cigar is a double band. The first band is black and gold. It's got the timeless logo. It says Supreme underneath on black lettering on a gold stripe. And then underneath that is a gold band that says exclusively for Ferio Tego. Um, this all, I, this I all makes of, sense. I mean, this is so. This is tradition. Yeah, yeah. For the Nat Sherman brand and, yep. and for Michael Herklotz and Ferio Tego. So it'll all make sense, I guess, when we talk more about Nat Sherman. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I will point out for the fanboys, if you look at the back of the band, uh, that particular like graphic design um is like a tribute to Nat Sherman because they had that same, I don't know what to call it, but like design feature. So um, I really like the presentation. I'm not a huge fan of the font for the Timeless. Um, it's sort of like, uh, shit, who was that artist with the melting clocks? Uh, <laughs> well, it, was it, it wasn't Pollock. No, no. Uh, he was Dali, the, Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali, yeah. yeah. No, Pollock was like throw the paint can at the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a Salvador Dali kind of font, um, Dude, which is fine, but it, I do think, for me, it clashes with the rest of the presentation. It looks like a clock. Yeah, it looks like a um, specifically, uh, shit, what is that brand of watch that has the uh, semi-square face? Anyway, um, the the rest of the font type does not you know it, it kind of clashes like the exclusively four is a serif font the supreme is a sans serif block font the timeless is kind of cartoony it's cartoony yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so 
Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that choice, but it does stand out. You definitely know what you're, know what you're getting. Um, and the rest of it really, uh, I really like it. I think the colors work together. I think the graphic design works together. I like how the box opens. It's kind of cool. The color palette's nice and it goes with this color of wrapper really well. So I like that. Yeah. Wrappers give me a little, uh, risotto, a little red yeah. clay yeah. hue to it. It has a, um, reasonable oil sheen, you know, it's not, uh, like noticeably oily, but it's definitely oily. The other thing I notice is the the model on the wrapper, like the uh, the leaf. You can see where the because uh, the dark side of the leaf goes out. You know when you're on the outside when you're rolling. Like it, this leaf was um, lighter near the stem, I guess, of the plant, and then got darker. And you can kind of see that. I like the presentation, the leaf itself has like a little bit of model and like depth to it with that slight oil sheen when you look at it. It's kind of cool looking. Thank you, Placencia. Thank you, Placencia. So that is the Ferio Teglo Timeless Supreme 554. And I think it is time for our official cutting. Yes, I've been waiting for this all week. What, do you have a new cutter? Uh, No, but I actually just got a new lighter. Francisco was in the house on Friday when he gave me this lighter. Oh, nice. It is quite nice. That looks cool. It's probably the nicest lighter I've ever owned. And our official cutting is brought to you by Union Cigars, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, where we are recording this podcast in our Blanco Lounge. And as always, we remind you, no limp-wristed cutting. Go ahead and snip that cigar with authority. That avoids crushing the cap and otherwise mutilating the part that goes in your mouth. And we're also going to do the tobacco tap. So full circle here, um, the the woman that I learned this from on Instagram, is uh, her name is Raquel Quesada, and they have a, a cigar brand called Quesada Cigars. Her father, Manolo, was the, who started it. Um, Manolo mentored Michael Herklotz. Oh, very cool. So I learned this trick from Raquel. And Quesada, the Quesada family has like adopted Michael Herklotz as their uh, American baby. That is really cool. So I have got that uh, clipped and tapped. Yeah, that's one of those habits. Like I added it immediately when you showed me because um, it noticeably improves my experience. Yeah. Right. Like that, uh, that little thing where you're like scraping little dots of tobacco off your tongue. It just goes away. Yeah. Right? Well, I got a nice uh, nice clip on that, and uh, it is time for the official lighting of our cigars. And as we gently toast this Ferriotego Timeless Supreme 554 with the natural wrapper, we remind you, toast it, don't roast it. Toasted, not roasted. Toasted, not roasted. Toasted, not roasted. It's toasted. I get it. You can probably hear the... Uh, Twin triple jet flame torches that the two of us are using. The, the F-16 getting ready to take off. Yes, this sounds like a uh, aircraft carrier on H-Hour. I want to take this time to remind all of our lovely and dedicated fans... Um, Light that sucker thoroughly. 
make sure you get a uh, like John's blowing on his blowing on the foot of his cigar right now to see that the the orange cherry's glowing throughout the entire cigar. You want it you don't want any spots where it's not burning. And this is the first episode where I am not trimming the audio during the toasting process. You know, we talk, talked about how to toast your cigar a couple episodes ago. And I thought, you know, I'm going to leave in, just for one episode, I'm going to leave in all of the time and the audio for us toasting. And that way, our audience can get an idea of, hey, if you want, if you want to toast your cigar and not roast it, you know, like, how much time should it take, all of that. And uh, I think if we, set up, if we set up visual in this studio, uh, that would that'd be helpful, too, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Because this is this like you're you're lit, I'm lit. Yeah. So from when I called out the toast it, don't roast it, that's when we started. Uh, till now, that's how long it took us to get our cigars going. Yeah, I haven't even taken my first pull yet. Hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Hmm. That was very nice. So I got a big mouthful of smoke. I uh, retrohaled it slowly. Um, I think a couple of things. One, I like the smoke output. Yeah, it's a great smoke output. Um, I think I need to burn it down a little bit before talking about flavor. Right off the bat, I've got um, a little bit of spice, a little bit of uh, what I call spice rack uh, or herb rack. Um, there's some some herbal stuff in there, uh, rather uh, rather generic, but you know what I mean. But not floral, not floral, right? And uh, we are enjoying this Timeless Supreme with uh, coffee. We're both drinking it black today. Black, yeah. I like to drink it black. And this is the Lincoln Blockade by River Bottom Roasters. I would ask, but I can tell by the taste, so I'm just going to tell everybody. Sorry for not involving you in the podcast, Nick. That's all right. I'm just here for your support. You can do this. Thank you. Foot massage later. Um, so a little bit about... Uh, this uh, timeless supreme. It's it's important. Now we're going to talk about uh, Nat Sherman cigars, and we're going to talk about Ferriotego. And I think you know, for the cigar nerds in the audience, this is going to be a really cool episode. But it's important to note that Timeless is like a line of cigars by Ferriotego, and this is the Timeless Supreme. So there are other uh, Timeless cigars in the line, and the other one that I'm thinking of is. Um, Dominican and Nicaraguan. It's not a puro. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a lighter wrapper, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so this is the Timeless Supreme that we're smoking. There are other Timeless. So They have a, a Sterling, which is the Connecticut uh, Panamericana, which is... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It always makes me think of, of Panama. I don't know why. Panamericana. Um, and then Supreme, which we're having right now, and Prestige. So Sterling, Prestige, Panamericana, Supreme. Right. So Ferriotego is the company, which we will talk about shortly. Uh, Timeless is like the brand or branch of cigar. And then you have the actual uh, cigars under that. So the Timeless Supreme is what we're smoking. It is the Nicaraguan Puro with a natural wrapper. And this is a 5x54 with a manufacturer-suggested retail price of eleven twenty-five. And I'm about uh, 5 millimeters in, 6 millimeters in. And uh, I think my uh, 
I think the predominant, for me, the predominant taste, like the, I call it the carrier taste, is um, like toasted plank. Like if you took a uh, poplar or oak plank and you like toasted it, not like lit it on fire per se, um, but it has like that sort of warm, slightly smoky tinge to it. But it's, it's definitely wood is like the carrier note. And then there's a little bit of pepper in there. And then a little bit of, of herb, that's all I can call it, is, you know, a little bit of, like, green leaf, you know, I don't know, it's it's not oregano or or uh, basil or anything, but I'll just call it herb. Herb. Not, right. that, not that kind of herb, Nick. So you want to talk about uh, history? You want to talk about a little history? Yeah, as we are enjoying this uh, smoke, I love the smoke output on this, I really do. As we're uh, enjoying this, why don't uh, why don't you let me smoke and have a good time, and you can talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Ferio Tego is what we're smoking today. It's a brand. Um, it is the successor to Nat Sherman. It is the uh, the unintended. It's the uh, it's the love effort. Yeah, to sort of save right. some of Nat Sherman's favorite products or people's favorite products of Nat Sherman, right? Yep. So what happened uh, was Nat Sherman was a New York company. Um, they had a, a spot in Manhattan, I think downtown Manhattan, called the Townhouse, which is a was a uh, looked like a wildly lovely place. It was a bucket list for me to uh, get there. Unfortunately, they closed, so I'll have to die. A very Unfulfilled. Sad, yeah, very sad yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but, um, they were bought out by a, like a large tobacco cigarette, uh, vape company, Altria. Um, so Altria was in charge of Nat Sherman. They, uh, they focused on the, Nat Sherman had a, uh, a line of gas station cigarettes called Nats mm-hmm. and Altria was like trying to push those a lot, um, because it's like a. It's like a little bit higher end to the uh, your Marlboro or your Camel, right? Um, they were trying to to bring that kind of elegance. and it's a volume it's a volume play, right? right? Exactly. If, yeah. if you can sell them, yeah. Yeah, Altria is a uh, has a large stake in Jewel. Can I can I just interject here? Yeah. yeah. So uh, some of our listeners know I have uh, an MBA and uh, I'm involved in improving business and coaching business leaders and that sort of thing. Um, this is a classic case of a uh, M&A, is what we call it in the industry, mergers and acquisitions, but it, it was a leveraged buyout of Nat Sherman due to some financial stresses. And it's a classic case where the acquiring company did not know uh, the market, the customer base, or anything else. And, you know, not throwing shade or anything, but... Altria killed Nat Sherman through yeah. bad management. Yeah, like you said, they didn't they didn't know the customer base of the, I mean, quite honestly, the industry, mm-hmm. um, the clientele, and they didn't try to. And I thought that they were, I, th- I felt that they were disrespectful to the history of Nat Sherman, and they were trying to play for money. Um, yes, you're running a business, but uh, one of the, I guess, key skills of business leaders is understanding you have to make money now and in the future, right? And so your cash plays right now that look great on the books to satisfy your uh, investors, 
uh, might kill you in the long run. And for the Nat Sherman brand, unfortunately, it wasn't the long run. I mean, it was pr- pretty quickly after they took over that uh, they axed the entire brand. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, this could be a case study, you know, in, a, in business school. I find it fascinating. But uh, before we, you know, kind of get into Timeless and talk a little bit about uh, her clots and Brandon Scott, um, why don't we talk about Nat Sherman? Because I know a lot of people that are fans and have been fans. And I see you've got a whole stack of cool shit from yeah. uh, Nat Sherman here. Why don't you tell us, tell us about the Nat Sherman company and some of this stuff that you've got here? Because it looks cool. Right. So the, uh, the founder of Nat Sherman uh, is Nat Sherman. Um, now there's a surprise. And his son's name was Joel, I believe. And so I have, I'm handing John a book right now, um, written by Joel Sherman called uh, A Passion for Cigars, Nat Sherman's A Passion for Cigars. Um, and it's got Nat Sherman on the cover. Yep. Lighting up in a awesome fucking humidor. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Walking humidor. Amazing. Um, but yeah, these guys are just uh, good tobacco loving guys they they like it's like naturally kind of breathed an essence of elegance yeah it was more of a it's not a it's not a it's not an acid it's a it's just davidoff picked up their distribution um recently with ferry otego and it's a very fitting uh partnership i believe mm-hmm. yeah there is a there's a touch of elegance to everything not just the smoking experience but the way that it's branded and presented which I like because, you know, as a, you know, two-decade cigar smoker, I've smoked my way around the humidor, and I like all kinds of cigars at all different price points. Um, but something that uh, Francisco Almonte said to me the other day really stuck with me, which is cigar smoking is meditation. It's like I don't smoke cigars while I'm rolling because I can't focus on the cigar. Cigar is take it, sit down, you know, roll the smoke around your mouth, don't inhale it, and think about life. And it struck a chord because I do that shit. Um, and having that, that little touch of elegance helps. You know, like uh, there's a time and a place for a cheroot. You know, mostly when I'm like mudding in my Toyota 4Runner with the three inch lift and the ungodly large tires, um, or like riding a motorcycle. But like when I'm in the lounge, when I'm meditating with the cigar, so to speak, I, I, I like that little touch of elegance, but it's not over the top. You know, it's, it doesn't reflect in the price point. Um, and I think, uh, I think that that is a, like a cultural element of Nat Sherman that was preserved with uh-huh. the Ferio Tego brand. And I really appreciate that. And yeah. this book looks awesome. So I might borrow it if that's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Great. A uh, quick little story here. I was, so I was working in the Gettysburg store uh, a year and a half ago, I'd say. <clears throat> and I had just bought this cigar, which is the Naturman uh, 1930, I would say 85th anniversary, uh, the Joel Sherman. And Joel is Nat's son. Yes. And uh, I just bought those. I split a box with my buddy. Um, we each got five of them. And I was sitting in the back, uh, back lounge on a call and I had the a customer out front and the customer called me out front and said, Hey, like this guy's asking for Nat Sherman. And I said, Oh, uh, yeah, unfortunately Nat Sherman just, you know, they closed, but it, you know, the brand's being carried on by Ferry Otego. And the guy looked at me and said, 
oh, I know. And I said, yeah, well, uh, like I just bought some Nat Sherman's, Joel Sherman cigars, uh, me and my buddy did online. And he said, yeah, uh, Joel's my dad. No kidding. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hi, how you doing? Um, his daughter, I guess, was looking at Gettysburg College as, a, as an option for college. But it was very cool. Um, like he was just kind of scouting out the cigar store. And it was a, it was a really cool experience. Small world, man. Yeah. You know, like the cigar world is is smaller than uh, it seems like sometimes. So that that's a really cool story. So I see you've got some boxes here as well. Yeah. So uh, as far as the natural side goes, some regular production stuff. Um, I talked earlier about the timeless Panamericana. Um, so this is a full box of of Nat Sherman timeless Panamericana. Um, and as John's sitting here, I'm going to have him look at the the band compared to what we're doing so the the only difference i guess is the there's not a whole lot of difference actually from the from the nat sherman timeless panamericana to the ferry otego timeless yep uh, yeah it uh, they carry this across really well so i'm assuming they brought they bought all of the um trademark copyrights on the uh on the band and as you can see the uh, design of the band, as I was mentioning before, it's definitely carries straight across. Um, the those ones say uh, blended exclusively for Nat Sherman International, right? These ones say uh, exclusively for Ferry Otego. Yep, in the same font with the same size band. Yep, yeah, I like it. Yeah, um, this is a Bellicoso Fino, and uh, as usual, comes in a ten count box. And the box opens like a traditional cigar box. I like the uh, the brass hinges. You know, this very like classic presentation, and it has that sort of um, uh, brown gold color that matches the band. So great presentation and uh, a great example of how the branding was just continued by Ferriotego. So for people that uh, you know are Nat Sherman fans. Um, not just the cigar and the blend, but the branding itself carries through. I think in a way that uh, scratches that itch. It's like it's like it's it's an honor. Right? Yeah, they're honoring. Right. The, so I just opened a box of uh, Panamericana uh, Julietas, which is the Churchill for Timeless Nat Sherman. Um, same deal here. Yep, great job with the branding, and this this one is the like the um, I don't know beigeish gold. Mm -hmm. So I like how the different. Um, cigars in the Timeless brand, like they all have a gold tinge to the main color on the lid, but uh, you know it has like a slightly different uh, tint or shade to it. But really cool here too. Um, another Naturman box that I have been hoarding. Oh, this one's cool. Yeah, yeah. This this one's really cool. I'm gonna let uh, John open that. So um, this is the 2019 limited edition, and this one opens. Uh, like a backwards book. Yeah. Like if you were opening the back cover of a book. Yep. But then the cigars are oriented um, the other direction. So when you're looking at the front of the box, it's uh, it looks like a regular cigar box, and then you realize it's like sideways. Yeah, yeah. If that's It's hard to explain. F five count box. Five count box. The presentation, it looks like an iPhone where yeah. you have like the surrounding material. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, the presentation is super cool. That is awesome. And of course, it's got the uh, 
timeless band, and then it has a second band that says limited 2019, and then it has the exclusively for Nat Sherman International band. That is really cool. You should hang on to that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yet another one that I'm... That uh, goes in the collector. Yeah, yeah. Collector yeah. humidor. Yeah. Um, and I, I brought... I know this is a cigar show, but I was introduced to Nat Sherman in part uh, through their luxury line of cigarettes. Yeah. When I was a younger a younger man. And um, these, I, I loved these cigars. Uh, this is the classic menthol. It's a very, I mean, this is the nicest box of, of cigarettes you'll ever see. There's unfortunately nothing in there. My fiendish habits took advantage. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a very like luxury presentation for cigarettes. So it was, it was a, there were 10 layered on the top and then there was a, like a piece of paper and then 10 layered on the bottom. <clears throat> it reminds me of uh, Dunhill. Yep. They used to have a similar similar presentation and thanks to taxes all of those high-end cigarettes are kind of dead because fucking marlboros cost ten dollars or whatever right (laughs) yeah so the right exactly so the the nat cigarettes that i was describing not these um and that's the nat sherman classic classic yep classic discontinued the herklots didn't pick this up this this was one of the casualties of the the altria thing Right. Which is so disappointing. They were very good. Um, yeah, the Nats are like a gas station 20-pack. It looks like every other pack of cigarettes. The whole thing's green. Um, it just has Nats on it. It's whatever. So uh, we are smoking a Ferio Tego today. I'm going to need two hands to do this. Um, <clears throat> so every year, this is something that uh, Michael Herklotz did new. This was not a Nat Sherman thing. Um, and it's this is this cigar is called the Elegancia, and he released it in two wrappers, and he's going to release the same two wrappers, right? So the and so for our audience out there, audio only, um, Nick is removing a black velvet uh, satchel that the cigar box actually comes in. And it kind of reminds me of like a Crown Royal bag, except it's black with gold. And inside is a beautiful, um, I'm going to call it matte, almost cobalt blue. Um, it is not a square box because there are uh, two very small or very shallow indentations on the top and the bottom, which makes it very unique presentation. And it has gold Ferriotego with the logo on the top and the front. I believe that's a that's actually Michael Herklotz family crest. That's what I heard one time. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but this is, like I said, this is the, what they call the Elegancia, and this is the Connecticut version. Um, <clears throat> they also released one called the Generoso. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. opening up the box, um, it's sort of your traditional, you know, cedar-lined wood box and the Ferriotego, um with the guy fighting the the Medusa or whatever is in cobalt blue on the inside of the lid. There's a card insert and your sort of traditional cigar presentation with the uh, ribbon for taking out your first cigar. So it has got uh, a blue and gold band at the top. And then the second band says Elegancia. And then there is a foot band as well that says 2021. And it's also blue and gold. That is a really cool presentation. And I feel like, Elegancia fits the presentation. Yeah, these have a, a quite a high MSRP. I think they're we're running around twenty one dollars a piece. 
<clears throat> uh, but this is like an example of what Michael Harkoth has done new. Um, yeah. This is like not a, this is not a Nat Sherman thing. As far as I know, this is brand new, new branding, new design, new bands, right? The whole nine. And I feel like even with that price point, uh, this is one where I would want to buy a box because the presentation is so cool. Like Dude. this is a box that you save and display, you know, in your man cave or whatever. Yeah, or when you're nerding out on a podcast with your or friends. when you're nerding out on a podcast <laughs> with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it actually came, I removed this part, but it came with a removable. These cigars are sitting lower in the box than they were intended. There was a removable uh, cedar tray with, so the, the bottom of the removable cedar tray and the bottom of the box, there was a gap. And mm-hmm. they actually put a large humidification pack in the in that gap. Oh, very cool. <clears throat> So you could keep these in their original box for a while, and yep. and it would be fine. And I can see that the way that it, the box is constructed, uh, it's going to get a pretty good seal yeah. on it. So the uh, for you guys out there, you've probably seen uh, cigar boxes where the inner cedar lining comes up. Um, so it's not just a flat closing lid. There's like a uh, an overlap uh, to create a good seal there. And the wood is uh, properly angled so that as it comes down, it's a snug fit down at the bottom. So it, it can still breathe its wood, but it's tight enough to keep that humidity in there for a while. And as usual, a flat 10 count presentation. Excellent. Beautiful. That's really well done. Yeah, and Gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. That's a, a uh, great contribution to the cigar industry. Yeah. So, so like well I, done. Like I said, this one that we're looking at right now is a, a Connecticut Shade wrapper. Um, and the Connecticut shade version of this is called the Elegancia. And then the, I'm going to say Habano. It's not a Maduro. It's a, it's a, it's a natural color wrapper, Colorado. Um, but it's called the Generoso. And that is the, that is the fuller bodied version of this iteration. So they have the Elegancia, the Generoso, they release it every year. So like, uh, John said, the foot band said 2021 on this one. Um, I think they, they are out with. You might be able to find 2022s on the market somewhere, um, and then 2023 should be coming out later this year. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I think uh, I think I might pick that up. That would be a nice addition to my collector collector humidor. Which the secret to having a collector humidor is to have a non-collector humidor that is well stocked. Oh. That way, you're not tempted to dip into your private stash. Well, Nick, I really appreciate that sort of tour of Nat Sherman. And, you know, the, the rich history that uh, kind of got inherited by Ferriotego. And before we jump into Ferriotego and Michael Herklotz, uh why don't we touch back on the cigar? Uh, we're about halfway in to the podcast, and I've smoked a good inch or so off of this. Um, my first two comments are, I love the smoke output, and also it burns much more slowly than I thought it would uh, for a 5x54. So we're 30 minutes in. You've been doing most of the talking, which means I'm doing most of the smoking. And I'm only an inch in. So I don't I don't know what that means, but I feel like this could be an hour and a half smoke, depending on your, your pace. Yeah, and something I've always found, too, is that um, <clears throat> like people say, oh, that's a long cigar, right? They're talking about a Lancero. It's like, well, the gauge is small. It's going to smoke fast, mm-hmm. right? This is a 554. This is going to smoke faster than a 
five by 46. I think just because of the gauge, like it takes longer to burn down. That's just in my experience. I don't know if, you know, others have had different experiences, but um, the bigger the gauge, typically the longer it lasts. Well, I think the, the combination of the ring gauge and the size is pretty cool on this um, because it does, you know, it gives you more smoking time than you might think in a five incher uh, with plenty of smoke output. And it's not... Uh, you know, sometimes when I smoke a Gordo, I'm underwhelmed because, yeah, there's plenty of smoke, but it's not great smoke. Right. Um, in this one, the, I guess the richness of the smoke rivals like a 50 ring gauge. Um, so I think they did a pretty good job there. What uh, What are you tasting? Has anything changed? And uh, what are your major notes? Um, it's pretty, like you said, only about an inch in here. Uh, it's pretty similar to, you know, what it was at the start. I'm getting, um, like the, the predominant flavor is like a, a charcoal, but it's like a sweet barbecue charcoal, um, which is, uh, excellent. Um, uh, but like a little spice there, um, and that, that wood, I think you referred to earlier was pretty spot on. The smoke's kind of, it's not creamy. It's, um, but it's playing around on my palate. Yeah. Like it's dense, right? I think, right? I think dense is the right word for it. So, yeah, the uh, like toasted wood is predominant. I'm definitely getting more pepper uh, farther in. Um, I was going to say there's a hint of like medium coffee, except I'm drinking medium coffee, and I think it might be coming from that. I'm not sure. I will say this is a fantastic cigar to pair with coffee. Yeah. This is this is really a good experience. Um, and then the uh, the herbs that I was talking about are taking on a little bit more of a floral uh, component for me. So a little bit of an evolution as I'm an inch in. Um, I think that you know, talking to the audience out there, if you're thinking about smoking this cigar. The things that stand out to me is it is a medium uh, strength smoke, but there is a lot of smoke output, and the smoke is dense on the palate. The retro hail is very enjoyable. You know, it's not going to do that uh, nose hair singe cringe thing because right. it's not too strong of a cigar. Um, so if you're looking to really enjoy some smoke, I feel like this is a great uh, choice. And I don't know about you, but there's nothing, there's no flavors in this that are screaming to me. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's, oh yeah, you know, first note is this. I, I, right. I'm not getting anything that's jumping out, but it's it's still well-rounded. Right, I think it's balanced. Yeah. You know, the, the flavors play really well together. Um, the uh, construction, you know, we'll we'll rank the cigar later. I did, like, the, the uh, cap was not... Uh, properly secured, but the rest of it uh, is pretty well constructed. You almost can't see the seam on the wrapper. My burn line is beautiful. Um, the ash is ashing properly. Uh, it's just a really enjoyable experience. You know, if I if I don't have to pay attention to the cigar, that's a pretty good indicator, you know, like this is a good smoke, and I haven't, you know, like been touching it up or fiddling with it or whatever. And it's just burning, and the uh, smoke flavor, the smoke quantity, 
the sort of chewiness, you know, it, it's all really enjoyable to me right now. Yeah, I was, I was yapping my mouth earlier and the burn got a little wonky, but I just like increased my pace mm-hmm. like, slightly and it corrected itself. Mm-hmm. It looks good now. Yeah, it's uh, doing doing really well. Yeah, a little something about cigar construction that, uh, you know, this is like the technical side of the cigar industry. So for all you nerds out there, <clears throat> the way the binder and filler and wrapper are uh, wrapped as you smoke, you know, and that heat comes in, the cigar is going to basically shrink and pull against itself. And the uh, construction is designed so that it pulls itself together. Um, if you want to do an interesting experiment to really see this in action, go ahead and take a cigar, not a nice cigar like this, and light it from the wrong end and smoke it. And what you'll find is it starts to unravel because you're smoking it backwards, right? I've never done that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I've, I've tried it like twice, and also the flavor is totally different if yeah. you smoke it backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but it is. At least it was for me. This is something Francisco was talking about the other night. So when they devein the, um, when they devein the plant, the leaves, um, like the 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 end of the leaf that's closer to the the main stem, the body of the plant, has more flavor, and the further you go, it has less flavor. So they put like the bunch. The bunch is a weird thing. They don't like just take a bunch of cigars and scrunch them together. Like it's very like they're carefully placed. Right. We've talked about uh, entubado or entubar on this show, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is like a style of of bunching. But it's a uh, it's very like precise. The pl- yeah, the placement. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not random. And then uh, you know, watching Francisco roll, great event by the way. Uh, for those of you that missed it here at uh, Union Cigar Hanover, we had Francisco Amante of DBL Cigars uh, last Friday. Uh, doing some hand rolling for us. Great guy. He's very engaging. Uh, clearly has a passion for his work. Loves what he does. Very easy to talk to. He was born for this. He was born for this. Um, but, you know, he was pointing out the uh, uh, the leaf. For those of you that have never seen a cigar wrapped, uh, your leaf has a vein in the middle. First thing you do is pull that vein out, and then you sort of have two halves. And the dark side, which is the top of the leaf, goes on the outside of the wrapper. So the leaf half is sort of face down and the outer edge of the leaf um, goes away from you. So you're going to have a right hand leaf and a left hand leaf out of every leaf or right hand half and left hand half. It's funny too, because when they roll, they have to like the, the left one is like facing this way and the right one's like angled this way. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, like you, writing with your left hand and right hand, yeah. you know, like, so uh, got to be a little ambidextrous. Yep. But the point is the end of the leaf, right, which is less flavorful that is on the foot of the cigar as you roll it and the, the flavorful more flavorful part closer to the stem is closer to the head of the cigar so you should if you're smoking a cigar in the right direction so to speak um, you should have your flavor pick up a little bit you know as you burn it down yeah he was talking I mean I feel uh, I feel so insignificant and small after I talk to him not because he makes me feel that way but because his knowledge is so deep and immense of the industry right, and how right. cigars work that it's like, oh, yeah, I think I know because I read it online. But he's like, you've never eaten the tobacco like right. this. Tobacco. I've eaten all this tobacco, you know, uh, a kid, obviously. But um, like his knowledge of the of, of this stuff is so intimate. Yeah. And personal. 
Yeah, and all of the, all of the little uh, like he was talking about the the vein in the center of the leaf that you pull out, very strong with nicotine. And he was saying in in uh, the Dominican Republic they they will hang those up and light them. And uh, what happens is the mosquitoes are attracted, and they get a, such a strong nicotine hit that they just like fall to the ground. And so it's like mosquito repellent, you know. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's resourcefulness too. Yeah. Waste not, want not. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, like as a kid and stuff, like they would take those veins and chew on them, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, it was it was actually from him because he has some cigars that he rolls with a pigtail cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, I, so you, or we spoke about this last time, but uh, like they're biting the cap off of their cigars down there. Like they don't carry cutters. Mm-hmm. Like they're lighting it. Like, all right, they see a f- candle, they pick up the candle and they're right, lighting right. their cigar with it, you know. And uh, he was like, yeah, we chew on the pigtail cap or like yeah. we suck on it. And so I started doing that because he said that probably about a year ago to me. And I was like, wow. And uh, it's like, it's pretty cool. If you have a pigtail cap, don't cut it, bite the pigtail off and then just like leave it in your mouth. Yeah. While you're smoking the cigar. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a different kind of experience. You know, I like, uh, I like experimenting with different ways of consuming um, cigars and just see like, do I like it or not? Does it enhance the experience? And I'll come across things that I do every time, like now that we have the hand tap, you know, uh, I do that every time. Um, and then there's other things I'll do just from time to time, you know, like uh, taking a big puff of smoke and then bolting a, a shot of whiskey, you know. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to be able to kind of mess around. Yeah. Uh, like see, yeah, see what kind of different things we can do. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So pretty enjoyable experience so far. I will say the strength has picked up as well. Um it's it's still a mid plus, um, but it's more on the plus side now. Um, and uh, why don't we uh, talk about Ferio Tego? So we we have this rich history of Nat Sherman, and then we had an unfortunate you know corporate M and A event. The Nat Sherman brand got killed, and then someone swooped in on a white horse and rescued it. So why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah. So at the end of Nat Sherman's uh, life, not the person, the company. Um, a guy named Michael Herklotz, who we who we have referred to um, throughout this podcast, was the manager of the townhouse, and I think uh, even played a bigger role um, in the company. But um, Michael Herklotz, who has a, a great deep passion for cigars, and um, another gentleman named Brendan Scott, they decided to um, propose that they buy the rights to the blends. And the band designs and the box designs of Nat Sherman. Um, and I guess the Sherman family wouldn't agree to sell the name, or out of respect, they did not ask to buy the name, um, which is fine. That's good. They wanted to do their own thing. That's cool. Um, and so they renamed it uh, Ferio Tego. They bought the bands, they bought the blends, they bought the designs, all sorts of stuff like that. And, uh, and the company kicked back off in about, in about 2018. Um, it was, they, he used his relationships with c- companies like the Placencia family and the Quesada family. Um, but like for the most part, as far as infrastructure, infrastructure goes, he had to build it back from the ground up. And I know, uh, Fair Otego won some awards right off the bat, new cigar company of the year, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think there were a lot of cigar passionados that were thrilled that some of these products were going to continue. And, you know, smoking this timeless, I can understand why. You know, this is a uh, very enjoyable 
uh, Nicaraguan puro. Um, and uh, if you grew up, you know, with certain brands, you know how it is. I mean, can you imagine if, uh, you know, 10 years from now you went out there and, uh, you know, a um, AJ Fernandez was no longer on the shelf? Yeah. You know, you, you would feel like the, uh, there was a hole in your life, right? So big shout out to both these guys, Michael and Brendan, for um, keeping the keeping the dream alive and continuing to produce and make available these nice uh, tobacco products, premium cigars. And to me, it was like, um, you know, my opinionated perspective was uh, like your favorite band gets back for a reunion tour mm-hmm. or, they, or they, they get back together for, an you know, an album. Um, and it's like, oh, they care about this as much as I do. Right, right. I'm I'm very sad to see this go, and and someone else is, and someone else in a position of power is sad to see this go, um, and so like they're crushing it. Uh, Michael Herklotz is, as far as I can tell, one of the most well liked and well respected gentlemen in the industry. He's a he's a young man. I I can't say he's a day over forty five just by looking at him. Um, always dresses real nice. He's got a soul patch, which I think is cool. I've seen you I've seen you rock a soul patch. From time to time. Yeah. I'm doing the uh, Clark Gable mustache right now, yep. for those of you that are audio only. But uh, it's um, it's like a, it's kind of a feel-good story. Yeah, it is. And it's a feel-good story that's attached to products that are enjoyable and a brand that, you know, really had a, um, I think, important place in the cigar industry. You know, it was a... New York company, that's got a certain flair to it, you know, at least here in North America. And, you know, they emphasized like the uh, sort of premium experience of cigar smoking uh, without being outlandishly expensive, you know. So I don't know if a a car comparison is um, appropriate, but I do cars, so I'm going to do a car comparison. But uh, to me, Nat Sherman was like a Lexus, you know, a very nice premium, reliable, uh, luxury experience without the, you know, Bentley price tag. Um, and in some ways, you know, you're getting a better product, you know, than some of these, uh, products that are, you know, they're priced high, but they're not that much better, you know? <laughs> uh, so that's one of the reasons that we, uh, rank our cigars on price is like, there has to be some value there. I'm still a consumer. I'm parting with my hard earned cash. Um, so yeah, I would I would um, kind of uh, put this along the lines of you know when Volkswagen Group rescued Porsche. You know Porsche was going down. Like yeah. you you can't have a car industry without Porsche. Like how weird would that be? Mm-hmm. Uh, in a similar fashion, you know how do you have a cigar industry without Nat Sherman's? Well, it would leave a hole. Yeah. And somebody stepped up and said, you know what, we're we're not going to let that happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I said this earlier, but. Uh when Naturin went out, it was, it was, they've been in business for 90 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we talk about, Padron started in 1964. Right, right. Padron's not even 90 years old. Right. Um, like these guys were doing it before, Yeah. you know. Yeah, they were a cornerstone. Yeah. And thanks to legislation, basically, um, like you said, the premium cigarette side of the brand did not uh, continue on. It's almost, you know, these days, if you're talking about the technical and legal side of the industry, um, the cigarette industry is a different animal completely. Um, 
you just you have to have an entirely different set of everything lawyers marketers uh, your customer base is different all of that so what's, what sucks too is I think uh, from a legislative perspective they get lumped together sometimes mm-hmm. tobacco right under mm-hmm. the umbrella of tobacco what we're doing right now is not smoking a cigarette right right that is absolutely not what we're doing yeah it, it's completely different and I like you know the the recent uh, FDA decision you know understands hey wait a minute you know just because these come from related plants uh, doesn't make it the same thing and what you're doing is not the same and you know for for people in the industry they understand like a cigarette tobacco plant and a cigar tobacco plant are completely different you know there it, it's like the difference between weed and hemp and I guess like the processes thereafter too and the process yeah absolutely yeah. Um, in fact, uh, Francisco was talking about how um, the Amish-grown Pennsylvania broadleaf is some of the best leaf in the world mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that way 10 years ago. Um, and the reason was Pennsylvania was growing a lot of cigarette tobacco. It's a different plant. It comes from a different seed. It's a different breed. Um, and then the you know like soil care and stuff kind of doesn't matter with uh, cigarettes because you're not bringing in all of the you know, delicate nuance of flavor that you have to for uh, cigar tobacco. Um, if we have time, I guess I'll throw some more info about Herklotz out. Yeah, um, let's do that. So he, uh, so I'm, I'm a certified retail tobacconist. This is a tobacconist university is a thing that um, this guy named George Armenteros, I think started. Um, it's a class. It's basically a certification. Um, Michael Herklotz is a certified master tobacconist, which is uh, of the highest level. Um, He is also a member of the board and teacher for the American Sommelier Association, um, which is something that we can appreciate on this podcast because we love pairing stuff. Yeah. It also means he has a good palate. You you don't get that unless you can prove, you know, like you can taste a wine and you're like, yes, this came from this region and this country in this year. Yeah. And And his expertise extends beyond premium cigars. Uh, he's he's a, a man of many talents, I guess you could say. Um, worked for Davidoff, worked for Nat Sherman, of course. Um, was running operations for the townhouse and vice president of Nat Sherman for. Uh, Are the, you the final going years. to ash that cigar? Because you're getting on my nerves. Oh jeez, it's gonna fall. One tap, one tap, everyone. It didn't fall. <laughs> Two taps. There we go. Oh jeez. Yeah, roll that off. Get a little, get a little stem in there. Is that, is that one of your pet peeves? Only when you're holding the cigar over my expensive microphone. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brennan Scott, who's the, the partner that went in with Michael Herklotz on the Ferrier Tego project, is the financial guy. He was CFO for Nat Sherman. Um, facilitated the sale of Nat Sherman Altria. Yeah, I feel like... Uh I feel like that was a big coup for Ferriotego because, you know, if you're not in the industry, uh, you don't necessarily appreciate how critical the business side is. Um, You know, it's similar to, um, you know, tradesmen. You've probably met somebody that is fantastic at drywall and terrible at sales and they go out of business, right? Just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean that you have the knowledge base to make it a going concern. Um, So... I feel like uh, Brendan Scott's involvement, you know, it was really critical to making this a success. And uh, 
we wish them continued success. I'd love to, you know, continue to see these products on our shelves for the next 20 years. Yeah, I mean, speculating here, right? There's a chance that Brendan Scott has never picked up a cigar. Obviously doubtful, but he is, but yet he is so instrumental to the the success of Ferriotego and Nat Sherman previously that, um, yeah, without him, it would be nearly impossible. Um, so Herklotz, right, brings the, the cigar tobacco expertise and Brendan Scott brings the, you know, the money expertise. And I'm sure that, you know, they, they cross over as well. I'm sure Herklotz has, you know, financial, you know, Acumens, right? Um, but that's kind of the that's kind of the frame that they've been put in. Yeah, it's a it's a good partnership, and it's a good lesson. You know, going back to the business thing, like you know, you have to have business knowledge and experience um, in order to have a going concern, um, as well as the passion and experience in the industry that you're in. Um, so, so they did it right. Now, nowadays, Ferriotego is distributed by Davidoff. Um, so Davidoff doesn't distribute and make just Davidoff cigars. Davidoff distributes uh, Camacho, um, Baccarat for the sweet smokers, uh, Avo, um, Ferriotego, and some others. Um, so Davidoff, it's a fitting partnership, I think. The Ferriotego, Nat Sherman um, brand essence fits in well with the Davidoff portfolio. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great addition to their portfolio. And it's also good for Ferio Tego because Davidoff has a very large distribution footprint. So, you know, logistics, supply chain, it's a segment of marketing. So marketing is bringing your product to market. And a lot of the times uh, these days it's conflated with advertising. Advertising is part of marketing, but so is logistics and supply chain. And so just shout out to Ferriotego for nailing like the business side of uh, what they're doing. And, and that's why we're able to enjoy these products. And we live in a we live in a cigar world now where uh, these conglomerates rule Altidus, right? Right, right. That houses general. Yeah, yeah. General Altidus, right? Davidoff is one of them. Uh, and then, you know, the the STG Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is which oversees general, but also owns uh CI, right, right. You know, it's just like these these big big players. Um, so, yeah, and it's similar to we'll you know we'll we'll talk about this on a, a podcast at some point. But you know, in the car industry, you have Jeep, for example, and that's a brand that everybody recognizes. It used to be part of the uh, Chrysler Automotive Group, and uh, now it's a brand of uh, Stellantis, and Stellantis also has Peugeot, for example. Um, Fiat, uh, maybe some others. I think I'm getting those brands right. But it's similar in the cigar industry where you have like the model, you know, so you have a Fiat 500 is a model, right? And that model is under the brand of Fiat, which is owned by Stellantis, right? And in the same way in the cigar industry, like you'll have a cigar that you like and you have the model, but then you have the, the brand. But the brand is very rarely the same as the company yeah and you'll know because like when you put in orders for cigars like you're not ordering from padrone for example brand there's a different name for the corporation yeah right right right. and then some of these uh corporations are actually not a corporation they're a dba and they're owned by a much larger um 800 pound gorilla (laughs) yeah multi multinational right right yeah Fortune 500, Fortune mm-hmm. Fortune 100, 
Yeah, just giant. All right, so I think it is time to rank this cigar. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, we rank our cigars on five elements, presentation, price, construction, flavor, and experience on a scale of one to 10, which means a perfect score would be a 50, which we do on purpose because we do not want our cigar rankings to be confused with the 100-point scale that uh, a lot of other um, people use, and it's kind of pointless anyway because I've never seen one ranked like below an 85, so it's really like a 15-point scale. Um, so with that, on presentation, um, Nick, what do you have for presentation for this Ferriotego Timeless Supreme 554? All things considered, I think the continuity between Naturman and Ferriotego um, improves the the presentation standing in this sense, um, right? In other words, I love that they kept the same branding, um, right? Right. So I, you know, whether or not it's nice, elegant, like it is, it's tradition. Um, so I, yeah, I'd love to give this a nine. All right, Nick has a nine for presentation. I give it an eight. I like the uh, graphic design, the way that the band and the box and the branding all work together. Um, I don't like the font for Timeless. I think I said that. And again, like Nick said, continuing the tradition, you know, in the history where you can see it on the shelf and it looks just like the Nat Sherman, except for the little part that says Ferio Tego. Right. You know, um, great touch. All right. Um so moving on to price, this has an MSRP of eleven twenty five. Nick, what is your take on that? Uh, this is a fair price for the size of the cigar. Um, yeah, I I'd, I would love to see it like at ten, ten dollars. So I'll give it a, a seven. All right, seven for Nick. Um, I've got it at an eight for price. Um, in today's market, eleven twenty five seems more than fair, and you're getting quite a bit. Uh, so we're an hour into the podcast. I've done most of the smoking, um, and I'm halfway done. Um, smoke output is great. Uh, I think a price point of eleven twenty-five is more than competitive. And uh, that brings us to construction. So Nick, what have you got there? Uh, construction for me was good. Um, no, no huge issues. Uh, eight. Eight on construction for Nick. Like you said, good smoke output. Yeah, so I think the uh, construction was very good on this. Um, my cap was not properly sealed. You know, there was that little air bubble under it. So after I clipped it and took a couple of puffs, um, the, the cap ring did separate. Mm. Um, so I licked it and glued it back down, and it's been serviceable. Uh, that's one of those things, though, you know, when you're smoking and the, that cap ring keeps coming off that... Uh, gets annoying. I've got a seven here for construction and moving on to flavor. Nick, what are your takeaways on flavor for this cigar? Um, I liked it. Not too heavy with transitions. Um, it was, you know, mostly the same. I don't know, you know, if today or this week, my palate's been, uh, dampened. We had the big event on Friday night, so there was a lot of smoke going on. I smoked Two cigars, which is more than I smoke in a day. Um, a seven, enjoyable, not harsh, um, but not, you know, wow. Yeah, I, I think that's a good takeaway. I think the flavor is very well balanced. I think the um, medium body allows you to retrohale 
and you know get some additional flavors without like tiring out your nose um not a lot of flavor transitions it did get stronger and spicier uh, as it burned down very expected i think for nicaraguan puro i've got it as a seven as well and then overall experience so here's the subjective part and this is you know where the cigar world lives so nick uh this is a this is a tough one um like this cigar by itself unbanded warrants like a six um but like we just did this whole show about the history right right and so uh you know in order to enjoy the cigar correctly i like to immerse myself in the story um and so i think that bumps it up to an eight I think because of uh, everything that's happened and the journey that this this particular cigar's been on. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, surrounding ourselves with Nat Sherman accoutrement and, you know, thinking through the history, like, I, I think we had a better experience here in the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made at the Blanco Cigar Lounge, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. Um, I think that... Uh, you know, it's different than if I just didn't know what it was, grabbed it, sat down to smoke. I've got a seven for it, solid seven uh, for experience. So let's go ahead and add these up. I have got, uh, for me, a 37. And Nick, you have got a 39, which brings us to an average of 38. And that is our score for the Ferriotego Timeless Supreme 554. This is a Nicaraguan Puro rolled by Placencia Cigars in Esteli. It is a soft box press with a natural wrapper. About a mid-plus uh, strength. We noted tastes of toasted wood, some pepper, maybe a little bit of mild coffee, and some herbs that uh, you know maybe drifted into the floral range as we burned it down. Overall, great, uh, great experience, and I love talking about the history of Nat Sherman and continuing that tradition and carrying it on. So... Shout out to Michael Herklotz and Brendan Scott uh, for their labor of love here. For all of us here at Burnline, to all of you out there, wherever you are in time and space, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>